You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. In this video, we're going to talk about the dangers of over-glamorizing purpose. My heart is really burdened right now because I feel like there are a lot of us who are struggling with following the will of God for our lives because we have been exposed to so many different things on social media. We have the girl boss era. We have all of these images of what it seems like to follow Christ, right? It seems like following Christ is having the perfect ministry that you are traveling all over the world and everything is going well in your life and God is blessing you here and there. And then you look at your own life and maybe you're in a season of suffering. Maybe you're in a season of trial. Maybe you're in a wilderness and a waiting season. You are like, God, why does purpose look so good for everyone else but me? Why does it seem like my life is so mundane? Maybe you are a mother and you are doing everything you can to show up for work and for your kids and for your family and you're feeling frustrated because you feel like you should be doing more, right? Because you see the perfect moms and they're taking their kids on vacations and they're serving in the Lord and they're doing all of these things and you're looking at your own life like, oh man, like my life is boring. I must not be walking in my purpose. I must not be doing enough. No matter what side of the coin that you're falling on, we have to be aware that our purpose is to serve the Lord. And however he chooses for us to do so is the only thing that matters. I really feel like a lot of us have been stuck in this mindset of comparison and it's leading to this unresolved frustration because we're asking ourselves, what does this instruction have to do with anything else that's going on in my life? Or we're asking, how does this benefit me? So we're going to talk about this in more detail. I know I just kind of hit the ground running, but I wanted to set the foundation for what we're going to be discussing today. And I want to give you some scriptures to remind you of the real purpose on why we're here. I want to remind you and bring you back to a sobering reality of what this life is truly about, because I know how easy it can be to get distracted. So before we go into some of the scriptures and I give deeper explanation, I want to just give you guys some context on how this conversation came up. One, I really feel like it's been a burden of mine in prayer that the Lord has been revealing to me. And I feel like he's been revealing it in my own life. And whenever the Lord starts to bring things up in my own life, I know it's not just for me. And so if you're watching this video, you're probably related to some of the things that I was saying earlier. But when I first got saved back in like 2019, where I counted the Lord, I grew up Christian, but I really developed a firm foundation in the Lord in 2019 and surrendered my life. I remember looking at purpose as this thing like, oh, I'm going to be traveling all over the world and I'm going to have a perfect business and the perfect ministry and I'm going to serve the Lord and my life is going to be absolutely perfect and beautiful. And I got to that idea because that is what I saw online. I feel like right around that time, that's when online ministries really became a thing and you were exposed to so many different ways that the Lord was moving in people's lives. So that was my only real image of what serving the Lord looked like outside of the church. And so I remember as soon as I got saved, I went into a pruning season, a season of sanctification, and I didn't have any knowledge of what this looked like because um 
I had never experienced something like that and I had only heard about what it looked like in other people's lives. So I didn't really have a lot of context. And I remember like God was stripping me from pretty much everything that felt comfortable, everything that I had known. It was a very uncomfortable season. But I remember I had such a fire and a zeal for the Lord at that time, and I still do. And I began to pray these bold prayers. And one of the prayers that the Lord actually brought back to my mind as I was processing this message was that I had prayed that the Lord would take everything out of me that was not like him. Now, I joke about this all the time, and I say that sometimes we can be in a place of worship with the Lord where we are our most vulnerable, and we are literally worshiping in a place of spirit and truth. And in those moments, the perfect will of God begins to enter into our prayers and our language changes. So I would find myself praying things that I wouldn't normally pray if I was not in the presence of God or if I was like operating out of my flesh. And so that prayer for the Lord to take everything out of me that was not like him, I know was in his perfect will because naturally we are self-serving people that want to hold on to things that make us feel comfortable, things that, you know, we don't really want to let go of anything. We don't want to die to ourselves. So I knew that wasn't a prayer that I had prayed in my own strength. And so, of course, we pray things and we forget about them. And so that's what happened to me. So I began to go through these seasons of pruning and honestly suffering where the Lord was stripping away things that were not of him, including relationships that I was in, mindsets. Um, Sometimes there were businesses that he would have me walk away from. Like my entire life was being transformed. And I remember saying to myself, well, why why isn't all this happening to me like this doesn't look like this this purpose that I'm walking in does not look like what I've seen online it looks like everybody's having a happy jolly life and you know it's not feeling that way for me and I begin to walk into the realities of what it's actually like to follow the Lord and what the process is that a lot of these people that we admire go through behind the scenes You see the perfectly curated YouTube channel and, you know, people traveling and speaking for the Lord and starting these businesses. But what you don't see is the pruning that goes on behind the scenes. And pruning is that stripping away the process where the Lord is perfecting you and removing things from your life and adding things so that you can be more like him. Those are the things that you do not see. You don't see the tears that fall, you know, when they are having to come into agreement with decisions, you know, for the perfect will of God for their life that they don't necessarily want to do. You don't see the hours of praying and fasting and laboring as they are literally coming into alignment with things that feel unnatural to them. Following the Lord and living a surrendered life is not a natural process. It is supernatural and it has to happen with the partnering of the Holy Spirit. These are the things that you do not see. You don't see the arguments that happen where we are wrestling with the Lord about things that we don't want to do, right? Like every time you're being obedient to God, you're not always going to feel like it. It's not always going to be something that you desire. But if you truly want to live a purpose-driven life, it requires you to die to yourself. I want to read you a scripture that has been pivotal in my understanding of what it truly means to live a purpose-driven life. Because purpose-driven life is not just a trendy word. We have made it that way. But to live a purpose-driven life means to live in the will of God for your life. It means to live a life where God gets the glory and it's not about you. So in Matthew chapter 14, verses 24 through 26, I'm going to read it in two different translations. The first translation is the New Living Translation. Then Jesus said to his disciples, 
If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Now, I'm also going to read it in the message translation because this one, sometimes you just need to hear it in a, in a way that just is blunt and aggressive, honestly, for you to really get the point. So the message translation says, Then Jesus went to work on his disciples and he said, Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? Now, this scripture is pivotal when understanding purpose because it reminds you that literally to follow the Lord means to die to yourself, right? There has been a manipulation somewhere in culture and in the media that has made us feel like purpose is about our desires being glorified. It's about us getting whatever we want, but that is not true. Jesus literally said to his disciples, and that is us also, that we are not in the driver's seat. He is. When we are following him, we are walking away from everything we desire and walking into everything that he needs us to do, that he desires for us. And I know we hear the scripture that God will give you the desires of your heart, and that is true, but it's also true that the Lord is shaping your desires so that they align for his will. So it doesn't mean that whatever you say, you will have it and whatever you want, you will get it. If it is in the perfect will of God for your life, it will happen for you. But we really, really have to come to terms with this because we were not made for our own glory. Isaiah 43 verse 6 through 7 basically says that we were made by God for his glory. Why am I saying this? When you begin to look at your life and you get frustrated because you feel like, Things should be different or this should not have happened to you or this should have worked out this way or you should be further than you are by now. All of these things. I need you to ask yourself, are you trying to glorify yourself or are you trying to glorify God? Who are you living your life for? Are you wanting and desiring these things so that people will think of you better or more highly than they should? Are you wanting a ministry platform or a business platform so that you can be glorified, so that you can go further in your goals? Or do you want these things because it's the perfect will of God for your life and he will be glorified through you? We have to ask ourselves these questions because when you go through seasons of suffering and when you go through seasons of pruning and when your faith is tested, when things don't work out how you you want them to work out are you still going to hold on to your faith or are you going to say you know what I'm not going to do this I don't feel like doing this because it's not serving me these are the real questions the conversations that happen behind the scenes right the things that we feel embarrassed or shameful to talk about these are the things that we should be bringing to the Lord because a lot of times he will reveal to us those things that have been hidden in our heart 
So much of the things that have come up in my heart this week have really brought me to a place where I was feeling ashamed of even having certain thoughts. And then I had to remind myself that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When the Lord begins to reveal things in your heart that don't align with him, when he begins to reveal areas of your heart that he wants to work on, it's going to feel uncomfortable because those things were hidden to you. Everybody always wants to think that they are a good person, but nobody is good but the Lord. And even in prayer this morning, the Lord was reminding me, I didn't choose you because you are good. I chose you because I am good and because I will get the glory out of your life. And I know sometimes even in pruning processes, it can feel like, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to be enough, right? God is constantly perfecting us. He's constantly molding and changing us. And if you are a person who tends to struggle with perfectionism, you will feel like you are just not doing enough or you are not enough, right? As a person, but it's not even about that. The Lord prunes us so that we can produce more fruit. He prunes us so that we can become more like him. So you may not have prayed that prayer for the Lord to take everything out of you that was not like him. But when you said yes to becoming a believer and following him, you said yes to becoming more like Jesus. You said yes to being perfected. You said yes to dying to yourself and living a life where God is glorified. Even if the way that he wants to be glorified doesn't look like what you want it to look like. This is why you can't discount whatever season that you are in. My mom is a perfect example of this, right? My, I really believe that one of my mom's purposes is to be a mother. And I can see because every mother is not like my mother. My mother literally has the heart of God, right? She serves selfishly. She is literally the epitome of the scripture that talks about the definition of love, where it says love is kind, love is patient. One of the biggest things that has stood out to me about my mother's character has been from 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5. And it says that love does not dishonor others and love is not self-seeking. When you are living a life for God, it is not about you. She's not trying to seek her own way. Literally, like her being a mother is a ministry. And I know sometimes we say, oh, don't box yourself in, but literally like do not discount where God has sent you. Like if he's called you to business and you are anointed for their amazing, if he's calling you to ministry and you are anointed for their amazing, if he's calling you to education and you are a teacher, do not discount where the Lord is sending you because he can get the glory out of your life anywhere, right? Anywhere. And so Just because you don't have a perfect fancy business making six figures a year and all this other things. If the Lord has called you to that, amazing. If he hasn't, it doesn't matter because he's still going to get the glory. And I know it can be frustrating when we have our own images in our mind of what a purpose-driven life looks like. But all that really matters in this life, when it's all said and done, we can't take any of this stuff with us. Our accomplishments, the money, it none of it matters. When we get up there, all that's going to matter, you're either going to hear good job, well done, my good and faithful servant, or you're going to hear get away from me. I never knew you. It, it comes down to that. And something that I just want to add when I'm talking about purpose and business, I do not want you to get confused and think that money is evil. Money is a tool that God is going to use to fund the kingdom. Ministry, business, It costs money. It is expensive. And God is not calling his people to be broke. He wants us to be good stewards of the money that he's blessing us with to fund the kingdom so that he will be glorified. Right. And so we have to make sure that we are our hearts 
are aligned with the will of God for our lives so that we are not consumed by the things that he's giving us as tools. So don't be distracted when I'm saying things like, you know, if God has not given you the perfect business that makes six figures, if he's not giving you, you know, these material possessions, it does not mean that God will not bless you with those things. But I'm saying don't allow those things to be the thing that you are searching and chasing after. We really, really have to do a heart check within ourselves and ask ourselves, like, do we want to live a purpose driven life because of what we've seen online? Because we want all the fancy things and the fruit, you know, that we see externally. Or are we really trying to live lives that please the Lord? Be honest. Be honest, because sometimes you may be surrendered in one area and in another area. You may find yourself battling with that. Bring it to the Lord. He knows what's in your heart. He's not judging you for it. He wants to help you to process. He wants to help you to live a surrendered life. That's what the Holy Spirit is here for. Right? These decisions that we have to make, the things that we have to walk away from, the things that we have to say yes to, that we don't want to necessarily say yes to, the Holy Spirit empowers us to make those decisions. And I just want to caveat here when I'm talking about purpose, I'm not just focusing only on the suffering. I wanted to address that because I feel like it's not addressed enough, right? Because I feel like we have an unrealistic picture about what purpose looks like. But when you look at the life of Jesus, there was nothing glamorous about his life. It's not to say that there are not fruit and blessings that are attached to this, right? Because there are, right? There are times where you will get external or material possessions as a result. But if that does not happen, are you still going to serve the Lord? Are you still going to serve the Lord with the same vigor and the same zeal? Ask yourself. I'm, I'm asking myself these same questions, right? This is a searching of our hearts. I know that was a lot, but I really, really just feel like this is such a prayer point that we need to take and analyze and search our hearts because we cannot afford to be distracted by this watered down version of the gospel and following Christ that we are seeing here. This is not about becoming a Christian influencer and just posting cute pictures of your Bible. What are you doing with what you're reading? If people look at your life, do they know that you are a believer of Christ? Are you being transformed by the word? Are you being a doer of the word and not just a hearer? Are you making disciples, right? Are you maturing in the things that you are reading? What are you doing with what the Lord is giving you? We need a reality check. We all do. And so I just want to pray on this point. Father, I pray right now, Lord God, for our hearts. Lord, I thank you that you know the hearts of all men. You said that the heart is desperately wicked and only you know it. But Father, I thank you that even as you're revealing to us what's in our heart, Father, that you are going to love us through it. You are going to mold us and shape us, Father, and change our desires, Father. I thank you, Lord God, that even when you see the things of our heart, you don't reject us, Father, but you call us daughter. You pull us in, Father. You adopt us and mold us and transform us with your love. God, I thank you for helping us to surrender I pray for every heart that has been dealing with rebellion, Father, because they just can't understand what you are doing in their lives. They have been battling, Lord God, with their expectations not being met, Father. They've been battling with procrastination and just fear, God, about following you fully and just releasing whatever it is that you're calling them to walk away from. Father, strengthen us to make these decisions. I pray against the spirit of hopelessness, Father, that will only try us to get to focus on the sufferings that we'll have to endure, Father. You said, Lord God, that we will also reign with you. 
You said that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, Father. So I pray against the fear of what we may have to walk away from to follow you, Lord. Anything that you tell us to walk away from, Father, you have something way better. Father, I I pray, Lord God, that you would help us to shift our hearts. Father, those who are feeling, Lord, that they are behind or they are not doing enough, Father, or whatever they may be feeling that is just weighing them down, Father, rid them of these things, God, and change their perspective. I pray for a supernatural encounter with your presence for every single person that listens to this, Lord, and help us to come into alignment with what you are doing. Father, we repent for being jealous and envious of the things that you're doing in other people's lives, Father, in discounting and forsaking what you are doing in ours, Lord. Give us the spirit of gratitude. God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor, Father. We want to serve you and serve you well, Father. Equip us with everything that we need to live a purpose-driven life, Father, and let our light shine before men so that you may be glorified, that people around us, Father, will be drawn to you, Father, because of your presence in us, Lord. Lord. Father, we surrender. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pray that this has been a blessing for you. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, go ahead and share this video with them because this is an urgent call for us to get back to the heart of God. There's no shame. There's no judgment. It is literally just the Lord wanting to refresh your perspective and bring you into alignment. I love you all so much and I will talk to you guys on the next video.